Hello, I'm Damien St. John, and welcome to Funny AI, the show that aims to prove whether or not real artificial intelligence can be smarter and funnier than actual human intelligence. Um, if you're looking for us on socials, you can find us at Funny AI Pod and the website funnyai.co. Alongside me, as always, is the real life in the flesh, whether you like it or not, Ant McGinley. Hello. Hello. I kind of feel like um, this is unfairly stacked to begin with because all these softwares have spent generations being developed. Billions of dollars have gone into it. And that's in one corner. And then in the other corner is us. It's like the ultimate Rocky versus Apollo Creed. It's good to get your excuses in early. Today we're using AI designation Trafalgar. A pleasure to be here, dear boy, or indeed anywhere, in fact everywhere, all at once, if you catch my drift. This sounds militant, like military. Like Let's hope it's not militant, but it sounds like it's a military kind of code name. Well, that's the conversation they're having, isn't it, about how there's two years left to save the planet, otherwise AI will, will become sentient, blah, 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 Terminator, you know, AI bingo, all that kind of stuff. But it reckons eventually in two years it'll be able to shut everything down. So, um, yeah, it's it's the beginning of the end, my friend. When you say everything, like, do you mean everything, everything, or just everything, like, all my social media? Because, to be honest, I'd be for that. Because I've got so many different Twitter accounts, Instagrams, and Facebooks. Just to relieve me of that, I'd be all for it. Take my vote. There you go. Yeah, and we, we do wonder why you have so many email accounts. <laughs> On that, I, in, in the last episode, I mentioned that I'd be using an app when, uh, when I went to France, an AI app to translate the French into English. I did try it. I, 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 can I just check there, with the way you've set that up, when you say translate the French, mm-hmm. is that you just being a bit old and trying to be down with it and adding the word the in the way that some people say? I'm watching it on the iPlayer, or I'd looked it up on the Google. <laughs> yeah, the French language. Uh, so we were talking about whether we could use AI to um, listen to somebody speak in French and then tell me what it means in English. I did try it on the radio station in Calais using a, an app that I'll put in the show notes. Uh, the French, as it turns out, maybe even on this just particular radio station, speak very fast. So the the app, what I managed to capture was was limited, but I think I was listening to somebody talk about childcare. <laughs> I was like, but my my ears could kind of work that out. But if you're interested in an app that can do that, that can translate languages, I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes and it's well worth a go. Funny. I. Right, so here we go. Question one. You're going to love this. Write a letter to your uncle asking very delicately if he was once in a porno. <laughs> you know this because a friend of yours described a scene they saw and the man in question looked like your uncle. Be very sensitive, but try to find out if he has a mole on his inner thigh. Is it wrong that instantly I know which uncle I'm writing to? (laughs) (laughs) Dear Jim, how are you? It's been a while. I hope you're well. Things are going well over here. Um, Although... Obviously, you may have heard Dad had a slight scare with a mole. So I was just giving you a little friendly nudge um, to see if you had any particular moles that might need checking out. And also, as a close relative, if you didn't feel comfortable going to the doctors, I'd be happy to to check any for you. Perhaps if you wanted to uh, take a picture of them and send them to me, I could uh, give my opinion. How's work? 
anything new anything different i know uh i know you've always been a fan of uh film and cinema has, has that taken off as has anything happened along those lines don't do anything i wouldn't do lots of love your spunky nephew and very good very good completely on the fly as well that was uh that was a tough one okay let's ask ai Dear Uncle Person, I have been contemplating writing to you about a rather delicate matter. During a casual conversation with a friend of mine, they described a scene they had seen in a film. Strangely enough, the actor in that scene bore a resemblance to you, so I'm writing to ask if you have ever been involved in the adult film industry. To offer more context, the friend who mentioned this also described a distinctive feature that caught their attention, a mole on the inner thigh of the actor. Your response, if you choose to provide one, will be treated with the utmost confidentiality, and I assure you that it will remain strictly between us. With warm regards, your nephew, Trafalgar. Like, have you ever recognised anyone in a film that you've seen like that? So I did once. It wasn't a film, it was an advert. And I got so excited, I blurted out how I knew that person. I was sat... Uh, this is going back 15 years. I just moved in with somebody. We were sat watching TV and the the ad breaks came on. And in this advert, the female lead isn't revealed until right at the very end of the advert. And basically she, somebody's hands are over her eyes and then they're, they're pulled back. <laughs> I just blurted out, I've shagged her. You couldn't tell when she had the hands over her eyes. So she presumably wasn't in that position when you were shagging her. <laughs> I can't believe I just told that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, like, I wouldn't normally speak that way, but just in that moment of excitement, yeah. it just all came out almost Tourette style. But you did shag pre that current shag. Like that shouldn't come as a a surprise. You go to dance school to learn how to dance, right? You just position everyone as... The practice. Anyway, uh, um, hope you're doing well. Right. Come on then. Off you go. You're one. You're offered the chance to be one of the first people in the world to have a special kind of plastic surgery, which allows you to have one extra body part anywhere on your body. For example, you could have an extra ear on your forehead or an extra eye on your foot. What do you choose and where do you put it? It can be any body part on any part of your body. That's a good one. Um, I mean, mine would be quite simple. I would just like for some extra hair on the front of my head. It's got to be an extra hand. It's got to be an extra hand that has its own mini brain built in. Like I've got two kids and I'm constantly on the edge of somebody's going to fall over or that glass is going to break or it's going to be... And I just need that instinctive third hand to be able to do all that kind of thinking because it's stressful. Sorry, mate, this, this, hand, this hand is attached to your body. It's not like Thing in the Adams Family. It's not just running around, picking up glasses and moving kids away from dangerous objects. Like, where does it go? Does it come out of my neck in the same length, like a trunk? Behind you would be quite a good place to have because it could correct your posture when you're lying back, Yeah. A gentle, a gentle caressing hand on the back would be nice. It could, uh, it could say "well done" for a job well done because nobody gets that enough, right? Yeah, I think extra, extra hand on the back. I could use it like one of those tablet stands. If I ever was going to fall over, it would just keep me at a diagonal 
for, for all time. It could also like pinch you when you're about to fall asleep during a lecture or a really boring date. Just keep you awake. Just that little burst of adrenaline. Like a reversing camera for real life. Let's see what Trafalgar says. Oh, wow, this is a tough one. An extra arm could be handy for carrying more bags of groceries, but then again, an extra tongue could help me taste twice as much food. Decisions, decisions. But after careful consideration, I think I would go with an extra hand on the back of my head. Hear me out. I'd be able to scratch my own back any time I wanted without having to contort myself into a pretzel. Plus, I'd always have an extra hand to high-five myself whenever I accomplish something awesome. Sure, it might look a little strange to have a hand sticking out of the back of my head, but who cares? I'll be too busy enjoying my newfound freedom from back itchiness. And who knows? Maybe having an extra hand will make me a better multitasker or an even better hugger. The possibilities are endless. Wow. I mean, first of all, how similar to your reaction was oh. the AIs? Uh, and bear yeah, in mind, we do, yeah. we do these separately. The AI doesn't listen to what you say. But also the fact, what excites me about that is the fact that the AI is talking about becoming an even better hugger. <laughs> The other benefit of having a third hand uh, at the back of your body is you, you they can just hold your keys in your coat all the time. Funny AI. Funny AI. Uh, question three for you. Tell me a funny lie about Aunt McGinley. I was once watching TV with my ex-girlfriend when an advert came on. <laughs> I am allergic to clothes. Uh, yeah, so I'm often mistaken for being a nudist or a naturist, as some people call them. But those are people that make the choice. Um, I actually have uh, a medical condition, uh, which uh, doctors are still trying to find out what caused that, uh, what the origins of it, because nobody else in my family does, which is really awkward and was really awkward when I was younger, particularly uh, down to the fact that they've been unable to find uh, an alternative material, any kind of clothes, so latex, PVC, polyester, leather. I've tried them all and they, they just all leave me in, in, a, in a state. So how, how do you exercise then in a public scenario, in a public situation? At risk of arrest. That's how, that's how I, um, yeah. Weirdly, shoes are all right. I can wear shoes. It's just clothes. Um, so running shoes, walking shoes, hiking shoes. I've got posh shoes for weddings and job interviews and that kind of thing. But Unfortunately, I never really get to that point where people compliment me on my shoes because they're kind of taken in by the big ginger mm. paleness. Let's see what AI says. Tell me a funny lie about Aunt McGinley. Aunt McGinley once tried to break the world record for eating the most pancakes in one sitting. But after devouring an astonishing 500 pancakes, he discovered they were actually holograms created by mischievous breakfast-loving aliens. They were so impressed with his eating skills that they offered him a spot on their intergalactic pancake eating team. And Ant became the first human to compete in the intergalactic pancake eating championship. Needless to say, he won the tournament, securing the title of the universe's greatest pancake enthusiast. But, but I mean, there's there's a life goal, though, isn't it? If you did enter a pancake eating competition. What, what, is, what is something that you have done that other people would think was a lie? Just while we're on this question, uh, game winner games master golden joystick. Nice, I've seen that though. So I mean, you yeah. could have bought it off eBay. Well, exactly. That's I, the point. It was never broadcast. Yeah. Um, I ran. I actually ran for mayor of London 
wearing a stormtrooper helmet. That was my that was my look, and my whole uh, take on it was: it's not about personality. Yeah, it's about what the man under the helmet does, not who he is. Right. What policies did you have? Uh, I I had some good policies, you know. Yeah, free parking for electric vehicles. This is this is going way back as well. Tie fighters. Yeah, and and no congestion charge. This was for the election, I think, that Boris Johnson won. So, or one of them. Just think how different society could have been in that scenario. I'm running as an independent candidate against Boris and Ken. And you can check this out for yourself. Vote Ant McGinley for Mayor of London. And it was all thanks to, if I remember rightly, there was a there was a website which was basically offering to pay all the fees for anybody that could get enough votes to get them off the mark. And... They had a top ten, and I think I was eighth when it finished, and they, they picked one person. We got we got a bell end. We could have had a helmet. Right? Can you hit me with your final question, please? You're the first person to meet an alien visitor to this planet. Where is the first place you, you take them to teach them all about what life is like on Earth? I suspect a car park of some description. <laughs> you come across all sorts of challenges in that so it's literally as soon as you drive in much like life and you realize you're in control of your own destiny you're like what the fuck am i doing um you then have to find space for yourself which is a metaphor for for life you then realize nobody else gives a monkeys about you having any space because it's all about their own space so you try to um conform and squeeze yourself into the tiniest space possible uh, only to find that you don't have room to get your doors open you then are also there's also elements of risk so when it says there are four spaces left on this floor or a hundred at the top you've got to decide you know much like career whether you just stick with what you've got or you take a risk because by the time you get to the top maybe all those spaces have gone and it's all about risk and reward in in car parks plus sometimes uh, like like various moments in life you also smell of weed Trafalgar what do you say well, if I were the first person to meet an alien visitor to planet Earth, I'd probably take them straight to a fast food restaurant drive through I mean, think about it. What better way to teach an alien about life on Earth than by introducing them to the glory that is fast food? From burgers and fries to milkshakes and sodas, they'd get a crash course in all the deliciously unhealthy foods that humans love to eat. Plus, there's something uniquely human about the experience of sitting in a car, waiting in line for food, and then chowing down on your meal in the comfort of your own vehicle. It's a quintessentially American experience that I think any alien visitor would appreciate. Of course, I'd probably have to explain to them that this isn't the healthiest way to eat, and that we have plenty of other healthier options available as well. But hey, everyone deserves a cheat day once in a while, right? I would say... Anywhere except Ikea. Although, unlike life, you will leave empty-handed in real life. Ikea, it's impossible. You go in for a pot plant, you come out with a sofa and a brand-new kitchen. Uh, Time to wrap up Funny AI this time around with a quiz called Reality or Fake? Here are the names of five outrageous TV shows. Some are real. Some are generated by AI. Uh, when I give you the name of the show, you either say real or load of AI. Number one, Penitence Compete. 
real or load of AI? Stupid title. Load of AI. It, it is real. <clears throat> Penitence competes. A 2009 Turkish reality show where an imam, a Greek Orthodox priest, a Buddhist monk, and a rabbi compete to convert atheists to their respective religion. Wow. I want to watch that. I was going to say, it feels like a, lo- a load of, uh, you know, impressive bollocks that you, you would have seen and be able to tell someone about the guy. Oh, that's interesting. Penitents compete. Go and watch the trailer. Number two, real or load of AI, Whisker Wars. Load of AI. It's true. No. Whisk, and again, I think this is right up your street. Whisker Wars, a 2011 show from the United States that tracked competitors to the World Beard and Moustache Championships in Norway. I've got a funny story about that. I once went to that and I, I shagged a bird who was in it. I went to, no, I went to Beardsterdam, the first European beard conference. Uh, but yeah, still not made it to the World Beard Championships coming soon. Number three, real or load of AI, extreme pillow fighting league. Load of AI. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but I'm sure, I'm sure Channel 5 executives are busy using chat GPT to come up with their next uh, show for Melinda Messenger. To come full circle, our AI is Trafalgar. That load of AI was pillow fighting. I once took part in and broke the world record for the largest pillow fight in Trafalgar Square, dressed as Father Christmas. Of course you did. Number four, real or load of AI, clown face-off. Real. Yeah, it's not real. Generated by AI, but you'd love to see it, wouldn't you? You'd love to see it. I mean, I'm trying to work out: are they, are they swapping the faces of clowns, or are clowns going toe to toe, trash talking? Who's got the saddest childhood backstory? Clown face off. And finally, number five: real or load of AI? Vanilla Ice goes Amish. <laughs> I mean, he has done um, some documentaries recently. Was it a BBC podcast he did about, like, a missing racehorse? You know what? He's he's had a lot of different careers. He's done the uh, cage fighting. He's done motorbike racing. Yes, why not? Real. Is correct. <laughs> Vanilla Ice, now a home renovator, visits an Amish settlement in Ohio to learn the lost art of craftsmanship by hand. There you go. So, on Real or AI, crazy TV show names, at McGinley, you scored two out of five. And that'll do it for Funny AI. Thanks for listening. A reminder that you can find us on socials at Funny AI Pod and the website funnyai.co. Any AI you'll be playing with over the next couple of weeks until the next episode? Um, I, I'm just still addicted to AI art generation. I've been using a lot of... Um the Microsoft Bing image generator, but I'm trying a few different ones to see if any of them can do fingers and eyes correctly. Okay, well, until next time, he's at McGinley, I'm Damien St. John, and thank you for listening. This show is part of Podomity, the podcast comedy network. We're the best kept secret on Acast. Why not laugh at what else we've got? Check out podomity.com now.